What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about Zach Levine saying his knee is about at 80%, Caruso's progress with his injury, the fact that we got Bulls basketball coming back tonight against the Hawks, we'll be previewing that game, and also going into the mailbag. We'll get into all that right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, um, if you guys seen it, I'm pretty sure most of you guys have by now. An interview with Zach Levine in which he talked about his knee, saying that he's basically putting the team before the knee right now, that the knee is going to be what it's going to be. They'll address it some after the season to see what they need to do with it with this doctor. But he said that he is... If you put a number on it, it's about 80% out of 100%. Now, one thing that Zach Levine did say in this interview as well is that 80% Zach Levine is better than most players in the NBA. And I love the I love the energy there. I love that statement. Uh, but I think that is one thing. When we see the fact that Zach Levine isn't playing with that same pop he started with at the beginning of the season, it all really does make sense in, in regards to like why certain things don't seem the same with Zach. I think we'd be being dishonest to say that, you know, Zach Levine hasn't quite looked himself since he came back from the All-Star break. Now, one thing that can be said is that, you know, in 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 Zach Levine's one of the toughest players in the NBA. He's going to play through most injuries and allow him some time to work himself through it, and he'll probably come back around. I, I have no doubt that Zach Levine is going to be, can be efficient um, throughout the season and the rest of the season. Um, And then it, it from... What has happened, he looked at two specialists. It doesn't seem like there's going to be anything major with the knee. He may need to get it drained again um, in the offseason, and we'll see what happens with that, right? We'll, we'll, we'll ultimately see, but at least it doesn't seem like anything is going to be long-term as far as like any any surgeries or anything like that with Zach Levine's knee, at least not any major surgery. So we'll continue to watch that, see what happens, see how it progresses with Zach Levine. And, you know, our hearts are prayers and Bulls Nation, we, we need to be with Zach Levine in this. One thing that I will say about this and the thing that it has started up in some Bulls conversations, because of the knee, should Zach Levine still get the max? And, you know, where I'm at with this is Zach Levine is going to get the max. He's earned the max. He deserves the max. Uh, you got to also look at the fact that on the contract that he's been on has been pretty relatively cap friendly um, when he could have he should have probably easily got more money, but he was coming off um, and really bringing himself back from a knee injury then as well. And that uh, that offer sheet was originally he signed to it with the Sacramento Kings. So with all that being said, I'm going to present this question to you guys. How much does Zach's knee and, you know, the back doesn't seem like it's as much a concern anymore. But how much of Zach Levine's knee does it concern you for this season? Right. And, you know, maybe going progressing going forward. Do you think that Zach Levine should still get a max level contract? You know, I know that that's been a question that people have been asking regardless. I think Zach Levine is going to get the max and should get the max regardless. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think in regards to Zach Levine's contract status? And one thing that I will say is that heading into the season, I expect Zach Levine's contract to be a heavy, heavy topic and conversation part uh, amongst uh, the, the national media and, and even Bulls media, things like that. And it really has not been. And I really do think that that's because Zach Levine, you know, he knows he's coming back here. And this team and this front office knows they're going to do what it takes to bring Zach Levine back and continue to build around Zach Levine. But. You know, it's also when we think about the Bulls maybe not being interested in offering Kobe White for some. And again, this is not my I'm, I'm speaking from, you know, some of the com common conversations from around uh, Bulls media is that Bulls fandom, I should say, is Kobe White's contract. Are the Bulls really going to 
sign Kobe White to a big extension just because of Zach Levine. And I honestly think that in some shape, form, or fashion, not that Kobe White replaces Zach Levine because he doesn't at all. Like he has a he's a he's great scorer, right? And has some big games and is, is a microwave. But for some reassurance, do they do they if if Kobe White is willing, right, to sign a reasonable contract, is that going to up their chances to re-sign him? All those things. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Caruso as well. Update on Alex Caruso. We've been getting updates for the last couple of days of him, you know, being in in uh, shoot around, uh, you know, after practices, staying around, dribbling with with both hands, shooting with both hands. And so because of that, you know, the fact that he's progressing well bodes well. We know we need Alex Caruso, especially for a playoff push. I've always said and I've maintained that the March 12th, March 14 games is one I'm kind of penciling in having Caruso and Lonzo back. Now, we don't really we haven't really get, gotten many updates about Lonzo. Now, that could be because it's a knee. They're playing it more close to the vest, things like that. Or it could be um, maybe maybe Lonzo is is going to be back more towards the eight um, week uh, part of that timeline than the, than the six week. But let's get back to Alice Caruso. Alice Caruso um, progressing is going to bow well for this bench. Um, one of the, the voicemails we'll get into later talks about like needing a dog and things like that. And Alice Caruso is all those things. And I, this team is way better with Alice Caruso on it. And I definitely can't wait to see um, Alice Caruso back on this team. And I'm glad that he's progressing pretty well. And it seems that he's he's on track, right? Not necessarily ahead of schedule, but he's on track. Um, and if he's back by that six week part of that timeline, like I said, that puts him back around March 12th, March 14th. And for one, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let me know what you think about uh, Alice Caruso. Uh, check out his IG post as well. Uh, it shows him dribbling with that with the hand that he broke that wrist on. All positive things as far as that. But let's get into Bulls basketball coming back. Now, we left with a sour taste in our mouth after that loss to the Miami Heat. And it's caused a lot of conversation for Billy Donovan's coaching. You know, again, the sky is falling Bulls fans at any time we have, you know, some losses back to back or just like, oh, we just, we overachieved. Oh, Oh, we're going to be a first round exit. All that type of stuff, right? Um, and, you know, it's it's good to have Bulls basketball back. And it's good to have an opponent that we're familiar with in the Atlanta Hawks to really kind of hopefully get us back on track. Now, it's not going to be an easy win against Atlanta. I know they still have Collins out. They're still missing a few players, as we are. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Io DeSumo has played very well against Trey Young in his games against Trey Young. And you expect that to continue, right? You expect that to continue. Unless Trey Young has finally been watching some tape and is like, nah, I got this I.O. kid figured out. I'm going to show the hell off this game, which could be a possibility, right? We'll see. It remains to be seen. I think this is our last game against Atlanta this season. Um, and so, you know, with this being, like I said, a familiar opponent for the Bulls, one that they've played, faced many times already this season, and one that they've beaten as well, I, 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 I like to use this as a springing board to kind of get things back on track, get some confidence back going for the fandom and for the players heading into a big game tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks, that's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy against the Milwaukee Bucks. So with all that being said, it's it's very important for the Bulls to come in and be able to do their thing. Um, so we'll it, we'll we'll watch it. We'll maintain it. Um, unfortunately for this game uh, tonight, I will not be able to do any halftime hangout or pregame show, but I will be here for the postgame show um, after this Atlanta Hawks game. So be on the lookout for that. You know, we do our thing live. We have fun with that. So. I'm going to be there, be back for that. Um, some of the key things to look for in this game. I want to see Vooch get back on track, right? Uh, for a few different reasons. A, for, for a lot of Bulls fans can find something else to blame it on because it's not just Vooch. Um, and we'll talk about that. We get, in, we get a voicemail. I'll get into that as well. But I also just want to more so, I want to see Vooch get back on track because we got the game against Milwaukee. And if he can get a good game 
get some confidence under his under his wing um, before that game is going to be key, and it, it can't do nothing but help the Bulls. I want to see uh, Demar get back on track as well. Hopefully, Demar can stay out of out of you know get away from text and things like that. But overall, I just want to see this team and the effort on both sides of the ball. I want to see the execution. I want to see the ball movement come back. Things that we've all talked about that you guys already know how I feel about because we talk all the time here. We're family at this point. You guys know how I feel about how how I like to see the Bulls play. But also, I want to see Kobe White get back on track as well. I think if Kobe White can get back on track um, heading into the game against uh, the Bucks, it could really, really help us, as well as Tristan Thompson getting more minutes, right? Tristan Thompson's hovered around that, that 15, 16, 17 minute a game. I want to see Tristan Thompson upwards of the 20, 22 minutes um, uh, in this game, not because of anything like some Bulls fans. I want to see him start over Vooch, nothing like that. I just think when Tristan Thompson's on the floor, especially for bench players and bench players that don't have the biggest confidence, right? Um, all the time, especially in tight games. I would like to see Tristan Thompson play a little bit more, but let me know what you guys are looking out for down below in this Atlanta Hawks game. What are some of the key things you're going to be looking out for? Do you think Io continues his dominance over Trey Young as well? Let me know all that down below. But now, let's go ahead and let's jump into the mailbag. And this first one is from Marvin, and he leaves this. Morning, hey, Marvin. Um, I just want to start a comment on the game last night. And uh, I want to say I'm not a bad guy. Uh, you know, to win a championship, man, you got to go through the grind. And the Bulls are very young, man. And our aspirations this year, at the beginning of the year, was not a championship guy. You know, the team we played last night is battle-tested. They got swept last year against Milwaukee, and they upset, too. For, them to, for us to think that we're going to just walk through this year and win a championship, yeah, it's not true, guys. I'm not saying we can't win it, but let's not get so angry about losses like last night when we are basically our babies trying to become an adult. The Bulls have a lot of things to work out. I'm not excusing nothing as far as coaching or playing last night. But everything we go through nowadays is a learning curve. You know, if you think about the years past, Jordan didn't walk through the playoffs, guys. He was, he was battle-tested, guys. Detroit took us through the ringer and took us a while to get there. So I want to just say I listened to the show last night and I heard all the fans. And everybody was upset. But if you, uh, you know, I, I typed in the chat last night, if we're going to lose, let's lose nine, learn from it. It is true. We need to learn. Anytime we lose games like this, we can learn from them, guys. Now, I know it's hard to accept, but let's not be so angry about regular season loss when the playoffs are on the way. If you think this is tough, wait till the playoffs come. These last two games were basically playoff-ready teams, guys. We're not there yet, even in the playoffs. I'm just telling you now, don't get upset about losses. The Bulls are just beginning, guys. These things we go through now are more important down the road than anything. So I just want to say, from Billy to Booch to Zach to DeMar, they all are learning, guys. And every time we get good lessons like this, we can put them in their shelf and learn from them. Let's stay with our team, be confident, and understand that this thing is not easy. We got another another tough game coming up today. If you think, I mean, tomorrow. If you think we're going to go in the uh, line and win that game easily, you got another thing coming. I'm gonna say this: Let's stay with our team, guys, and go Bulls. And also, guys, ain't no need coming up with all these trade proposals. It's not going to happen. Take care, man. Go Bulls. I'm not that mad. You guys. Are. All right, Marvin with great points as always. Now he talks about. This team. And the one thing I love, Marvin, I don't know what you do in your real life, but Marvin got to be like a school counselor or motivational speaker because he is just one of the most positive Bulls fans. And it's really needed, especially when you have a lot of negativity 
in the Bulls community, but he's also honest. And so when he talks about how you build through losing, right? How, how does that help you? Uh, the, the Learning from the loss to the Heat. Yes, especially when you have a team that even a, that their head coach says is not battle-tested. Yes, you can lose a lot. I've always said growth is in failure sometimes. You have to fail to be able to grow. You have to fail to be able to know what the things that you need to work on are. All these things are things that I believe wholeheartedly forever. So with that being said, I absolutely agree with, with a lot of what Marvin said here. Now, I don't excuse some of what Marvin said here. I still think that, that you know, you can't just say, oh, well, let's just chalk this loss up because we're still growing. No, because the Bulls look terrible in that loss. I want to see better effort in losses. But you can absolutely learn from that. And the, the thing is, is this team has always had a collective chip on their shoulder. I've been talking about that since the beginning of the season. And because of that, you you when you have things like this, that, like Io, even in this game, Io was one of the main people trying to fight down the stretch. That's growing moments for Io DeSumo. When you look at the bench as well, uh, Derrick Jones Jr., I, I really do think we'd get a de different Derrick Jones Jr. if it wasn't for spring. You almost see Derrick Jones grabbing his hand after every single play on offense and defense. And, you know, it's valiant that he's trying to fight through it, but you see it as well. Just want to throw that out there. But I, I wholeheartedly agree. There is a lot of growth that can come in failure, and the Bulls failed against the Miami Heat. They failed at almost every level. They got outworked, outplayed, outcoached. And so because in that game, with, the, with, with um, you know, what they can learn from that is absolutely a lot of things, and I hope that they do, and I hope that this coaching staff is working with them to help them continue to learn and to point out where they went wrong and so they can improve it going forward as this team prepares for a playoff run. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from our constant contributor in Shane. Let's go ahead and see what Shay has for us. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Shay. And I was thinking, I don't think it's necessarily a personnel problem that we're having is the reason why we're losing to a lot of these good teams. I think the problem is that we just don't want to show effort. Look, we got to develop a 48 minutes a game of intensity. And I feel like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan aren't showing that. Now, they're scoring, and that's cool, but I feel like it, that's all that they're doing. We really need to, as a team, show consistent fight every single game. And not only that, I feel like we could actually beat teams like Miami and Philadelphia. I feel like we just get lackadaisical because the way I see them, last night Miami Heat shows that, honestly, size doesn't really matter because when you look at it, they didn't have much size at the power forward spot, just like we don't. When you look at it, Jimmy Barber played some a lot of minutes at the power forward spot, and he did pretty well. So I think it's just a lack of effort. All right. So Bulls, he asked, is it an effort problem? And I alluded to this a little bit before. There is an effort problem in certain areas. And I also think that what we're seeing, too, is that a team that isn't battle-tested is that they are? it gets in their heads a little bit especially in tight games, especially they don't want to be the ones to mess up. You can see these players playing tight. You can see the difference in a game in which, you know, Kobe White's going to shoot to shoot. I don't, I don't, all these, everything doesn't really apply for Kobe because Kobe, he's going to shoot it regardless, right? Um, but even then, I think sometimes you can see a little bit from him too, but you see it in Io, you see it in Derrick Jones Jr., you definitely see it in Troy Brown Jr. Keep in mind, Troy Brown Jr. is a player who's not going to be playing when we get back fully healthy as well, but you see it in him, right? You 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 see even sometimes in Zach right that when it gets tough or the officiating isn't happening or calls aren't going your way that this team really gets down hard on themselves 
And that is something that's going to improve with time. That's going to be something that improves with just learning the game. It's going to be something that improves with playing bigger and bigger games. And that's why this playoff run is more important than a lot of people realize for the longevity of this team as well, getting that playoff experience. So because of that, yes, I agree with a lot of what Shay said there. Um, I, I, I still think overall we are running into things that are more than just an effort problem. There are some personnel issues. Javante Green, as great as Javante Green is, there are times where he, that length is just too much for him to overcome, period. That's not a, a slight on his effort. That's not a slight on, on his style of the play. That's not a slight on his desire to win. It's just sometimes it happens, right? Now, his energy is able to make up for it in other ways more times than not. But we'd be lying and remiss if we did not admit that there are times in certain games in which Javante Green, the link, just you just can't overwork it sometimes. So, yeah, great voicemail from Shay. Let's move on. This one is from a first-time caller in Richard from the 563. Hey, hey. Just started listening to your program for the last year. This is my first time ever calling. Well, I want to talk about something real quick. I want to talk about your show you did at night. It was on point, bro, to be so young. And what I want to make a point is that the Bulls have a star on their bench. And I want to say before someone else says, that Monty Green, the Bulls better hang on to him. And Billy needs to put him in the offense, man. He has slower guys who can't jump as high as he can, and he's able to go to the basket. And Billy needs to fight them guys up sometimes. They're saying about the Bulls not having bad games. When your coach does not stand up for you, when your coach lets you get beat up and don't say anything. I'm talking about coaches like Doc, even uh, the coach from Miami. They will have a fit if they start playing. You do a mean or something like that, like what's going to happen with the Bulls and see won't they. The whole 76ers coaches staff will probably have a fit. You know, Sam Cassell, they assistant coaches, they wouldn't go for that. Man. And the Bulls players need to fight for one another. I know I probably only got three minutes, but I want to pass this along to you because I'm going to be talking to you a lot. And Billy needs to stop watching the games and coach. And that's his problem. He's being our coach way too many, but we already had that discussion you were talking about the other night. And one more other thing before I go. When our center busts his butt and hustles, the Bulls are an entirely different team. I don't care who they're playing. He don't hustle. He don't get on the floor for loose ball. I ain't seen it. And I don't, he, should, he got star potential, man. But he needs somebody to pull it out of. I'm gone. I've been on here too long. Until later. Peace. All right. So this is a, this, you, you, this is a common thought that I've heard a lot in the last couple of days from Chicago Bulls fans. Well, not the Javante Green thing. I do want to mention, he says keep Javante Green. And at some point, we do need to have a conversation about Javante Green's long-term um, outlook of being with the Chicago Bulls because as much as we love him as much as we do love him and I want to see him stay we got we, we can't keep everyone and there is a chance that Javante Green may be gone um sooner rather than later but that, that's that's a story for another day we'll get into that in the offseason Billy Donovan not stepping up from player for for players here's one thing um and and Richard this this isn't an ageism thing so please don't take this th this way but there is this common thought like this isn't we don't see a lot of coaches like we did in the 90s, right? We don't see coaches get fired up. Not everyone has that personality. Billy Donovan is definitely one who does not have that personality. Even when we had Tibbs, Tibbs would get texts for, for, for his players. He would get texts to show the refs, hey, no, you need to wake up and I'm going to prove my point right now in the game. I guarantee you you're going to be looking at it a little bit differently from this point on. 
Billy Donovan isn't that. Billy Donovan tries to be that calm, that cool, that collected, the gum chewer, right? That's what Billy Donovan tries to be out there. And I understand why some Bulls fans want to see a different version of the Bulls coach from that. I completely understand that, right? And, you know, I, I, it's just you're not going to get something out of somebody that's just not in their personality type. And that's just not in Billy Donovan's personality type. Uh, you can see it. That's just not from his Bulls run. That is overall his whole coaching career from college to now. So I think if we look for something from Billy Donovan that we aren't going to get, um, we can just we, we can miss the point there. We're not going to get that from Billy D. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. So now with the other part of it, you know, him, him not just standing up for his players part, but also like the, the, the co like he's a player's coach. And while it may not look like it happens in games, I guarantee you it happens in practices. I guarantee you it happens in shoot arounds. It happens in in uh, when they watch tape. All Billy Donovan is doing his version of that. I think throughout we just don't see it a lot in the game. And as well as when you look at his he, he calls players out. He says it exactly what he feels is, is causing this team the issues in post game um uh, uh interviews and things like that he's very honest but as far as you want to see that raw raw coach on the sideline billy donovan just isn't that that's not in his personality type so you know not not to not, and again richard that is not at all to say my opinion holds any more weight than yours it's just me evaluating what billy who billy donovan is as a person that i've seen so far but let's go ahead and get into the last voicemail for today this one is actually another one from richard and he talks about this hey it's richard here again I need to get some time for my mind before I forget it. Also, the Bulls need another big man. Okay? They need a big man who's a little threat. Because Vukovic, somebody needs to be in his face, man. They need a leader. They need a Chris Paul. I think a new center here trying to put out descriptions about where to be, where to place him. You know, where everybody should be to get over there. I think he done it to Marjorie Rose the other day. Marjorie <clears throat> Rose stole that ball. But we need somebody to be able to throw some type of discipline on the floor. We need a point guard to be able to tell somebody when they ain't hitting the floor, when they ain't getting the loose ball, when they're throwing the ball. You ain't got to get on them, but make it walk up to us and then make, tell them how to make the pass better. Tell them to put on their mind because they go down there and they put up wild shots and everything. In the Atlanta game, for instance, the Bulls was in the penalty seven minutes, and they came up with about six or seven jump shots, and Billy didn't say a word. And then he let uh, he let Atlanta go on a lead without calling the timeout. And what's with these between the middle timeout? Everybody has a style. I just had to say that. Peace. Okay, and Richard mentions in there the Bulls needing another center, and that's that's the point that I'm gonna that I'm gonna stay on here. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Listen, I, I get why it's easy to get down on Vooch, especially for players who are, are, are fans who are really box score watchers, right, and don't watch the game. And I and this is this is one thing that I'm going to say, and this is why Chicago Bulls Central isn't going anywhere, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to leave it on this. People, the men, the amount of men who try to say that they can understand a player's body language but has never made a woman come, you don't understand body language, so shut the fuck up about body language. But when it comes to Nikola Vucevic, again, He's a he's a one of the best centers in his league. He has an elite skill set, even statistically in a down season. This is a down season for Nikola Vucevic. He is still in the top 10 of every single statistical category for his position. That's not easy to replace. Now, do we need another center? No, I think we do need another big man in which is coming in Patrick Williams 
and that big man rotation is going to work itself out in that way. But I don't think we need another center. I think we do need to unlock Tristan Thompson a little bit more. And I understand the whole hack of Tristan thing and his, you know, 60% of a free throw shooter for his career. But I do think that in Vooch playing better, in him having a player, a defensive minded player like Patrick Williams next to him, um, can definitely help some as well. And playing Tristan Thompson more minutes. Combination of those those things happening, I think I think we'll see a better version of Vooch. I think we'll see a better output from our front line overall. Those are my thoughts on it. Let me know what you guys think down below. Also, for the people who are saying start Tristan Thompson, it's not happening. It's not happening, people. It's not happening. But that's it for me for today. Make sure you guys are following at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Um, so many good things happening. Make sure you guys go and check out Locked on Bulls today. You guys will know it. I'm sure by the time this video is posted, a lot of you guys would have checked it out, uh, whether it's on the podcast or the YouTube side. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Make sure you also leave an iTunes reviews for the, for the listeners on the podcast side. Make sure you listen to those reviews. For the watchers on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, um, share, all those good things. But that's it for me for today. Like I like to end everything on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.